down in front. I'm just going to say cuties. So I don't want to butcher the, the French pronunciation. Um, okay. Welcome, everybody, to another installment of Fogies and Films, where we get together and discuss a movie that one of us had selected the previous week for everybody to watch. This week, we are going to be talking about cuties. Uh, also called something else in French, but I don't want to butcher the name, so we'll just go by Cuties for this episode. Uh, the movie, as I said, is in French, and uh, you could watch it either dubbed in English or with English subtitles, so I'll be interested to see what everybody chose to do. Uh, but we'll go ahead and hand it over to Takia, who will give us about a two to three sentence high-level description of what the movie <laughs> is. Just a very high level, you don't have to go through the whole movie. Just what is it about? And then go into what your thoughts of it were, and then we'll go around everybody. All right. Um, yeah, I, this film was cuties. I um like this film. It was um had a lot of lot of themes going on in this film. Um uh, it was about a Muslim girl on um, the Amy who um she moved she moved from Senegal to to Paris. Um had a lot more to say, but she's, she's brought up in this conservative, religious, West African Muslim upbringing. And um, yeah, and I'll go into it later about how the, the girls, women in this culture are about to be, um, I guess, you know, obey their husbands, these suppressed emotions and stuff like that. But anyway, um, she finds that her dad is in, from her mom and her, her dad is in this polygamous relationship. And she's, you know, and 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 trying to deal with that, she also, uh, I guess, from the, dealing with the pain from that, she finds this group of girls called the cuties, and these these girls are wild and edgy, defiant, and um, she's attracted to them because they're kind of carefree, um, like kind of fun, carefree way, and that that is in comparison to her kind of restrictive upbringing. And um, the more she hangs with them, the more rebellious she becomes. She starts stealing money from her mom um, and um, yeah, see, cussing, you, steals her uncle's phone. She starts dressing inappropriately like the rest of the girls. Um, she teaches the girls these provocative dance moves and um, they put these moves into their routine for the big annual dance competition. So, um, so she, they, they ban her from the competition at first because she's, um, they didn't like when after she, post a picture of her vijay online um so then she <laughs> let yasmin to the lake and um get into the competition she's they're all performing and then she realizes she misses her mom and this is i've gone too far in my life with all this stuff going on so in the end she her mom tells her she didn't have to go go to, to her father's wedding and she um i guess becomes more it's a brace childhood again. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if I went over two two minutes, but um, there's so many so many things I can say about this movie. But I figured we all talk about that. Themes with really quickly. There's themes of cultural oppression, westernized culture, and social media. Um, 
Let's see. Also, it briefly addresses bulimia. If anyone caught that little bulimia, I did. Thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and there's so many other things. Let, let me take it all to what you guys thought, because I, I will talk forever about this, because this is very <laughs> near and dear to me as someone who teaches um, and has seen the decline and seen the whole thing of how social media influences kids. And um, yeah, go ahead. You guys go. <clears throat> this is a movie about X who wanted to do Y. Who okay. and ended up being doing the twerk. Yes. <laughs> um, so we'll go, we'll go in the order that I see everybody's faces. So Shelly, you're first. So I really like, I, 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 I like the message of the movie. Hold on. Let me go pass him off. Oh, no, Can you're, you're fine. I'll, I'll, get else, I'll be right back. He wanted to, he wanted his turn. Uh, so I, think, I, think, I think Lincoln didn't like the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't sound like very it. positive. <laughs> but I don't quite speak baby. I'm not fluent. My French um, is good. <laughs> oh, you're good. Um, I would say she lives like obviously kind of a tough life, but she's a lot more sheltered from um, like her family upbringing and all that stuff and only knows about more being conservative so basically she learns that and she well takia said about the rebellion like the uh more carefree so she basically goes from one extreme to another extreme i feel like and um i feel like she doesn't really know how to find the balance between being a kid and like you know having fun but not overstepping it and um also with that age because we i feel like we didn't have that nearly as bad with the technology with the phones and everything so with that age group's a lot more, I feel like, um, influence, you can be influential, especially like an 11 or 12 year old and having access to see other, all these other women, like, especially it makes me think of, I like the song Anaconda, but thinking of Nicki Minaj, I was thinking of that video, how she's dancing with those girls and stuff like that. And I just, I don't, I mean, I just thought it was too much. And then she took it even further to a degree when even the girls thought she was like, what, what Takiyo was saying, how she took a picture you know downstairs kind of thing but um <laughs> but, yeah but she at least she finally comes to a realization where she's like you know be a kid she seems like she's finally at peace with herself trying to deal with the anger and everything like that but then you also learn the one girl that lives in her building too um obviously the other girl amy learning bad behaviors with her fighting but you kind of get it in a sense too after you learn a little bit more of her family life where she never sees her parents and it's probably another kind of anger that she lashes out on other people because she doesn't know how to deal with it and them just being so i just feel like they're a bunch of brats yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that was what Obviously. i was talking about them amy but yeah i mean not i would say amy is just like kind of she knows a lot better as far as i feel like she's just yeah kind of doing she knows she should be competition very just too bold yeah. yeah and her anger stuff which i understand because of her dad but she just she's going down a wrong path guys and she's gotta pull herself up <laughs> cool thank you ruth shelly back to you okay so this movie had a lot of good themes, a lot of good things to think about, a lot of things I agreed with, except I couldn't, every time I thought of them, I just kept getting really upset because 
The movie um, all right, it had good intentions, execution terrible. You were using actual 11-year-old girls to dance in a provocative, overtly sexual way. True. Or pretending to take pictures of her vagina and pretending to, I mean, uh, pretending as in acting, like she was acting to do that. And she was acting, um, she was coming on to her cousin. And this was an actual 11-year-old girl doing this. And I just couldn't, I, nowhere in our entire country could these girls consent to anything. Like this would be considered pedophilia, but we're encouraging them to do that, to put a message across saying that we shouldn't sexualize our kids. So I just couldn't, so I, it made me so upset for these girls because I felt like, I don't like, I, and I'm guilty of putting, obviously not sexual pic pictures, but pictures of my kids on the internet. But I always think before I do it, they're not agreeing to do, they can't agree. Even if they tell me that they can agree to do this, they actually can't agree to do this. So what if these girls that were acting change their mind one day and don't want to be dancing like this for anyone and everyone to see. And so Netflix got in trouble or, you know, it was controversy or whatever, because not because of the film, but because of the, the movie poster, you know, that they chose to use the girls dancing as the image. So it was just, it's hard for me to get past that. Um, that these were actually, and I looked up their ages. I mean, they had, they look like little girls. And just yeah. having an 11 year old myself and knowing the 11 year old brain, you know, your brain doesn't stop forming until you're 25. And the last thing is like impulse control and decision-making. So it just bothered me that I didn't know these girls. I know this has nothing to do with the actual film. It was just what I couldn't get past watching it. Um, but I, if somehow they could have made like 20 year olds look like 11 year olds, then, you know, it wouldn't have the same impact, but I still can't get past them. I go back to these were 11 year olds, you know, what, what were the, what was the director doing? What were they, doing? what were their parents doing? Because ultimately it's the parents deciding for them. Anyway, that's my long rant. Yeah, I was, I was describing the movie at a, at a very high level to to somebody and they were like, I was like, yeah, and they did them right there. I was like, they did all this. And they're like, well, it's France. What do you expect? I was like, oh, still little girls. Uh, yeah. I hear um, that joke. I hear that joke a lot in other shows. I, I remember one, I can't figure out what it was, but they were talking about, oh, there's, oh, I think it's American Dad. They, they made a joke that the Fast and the Furious movies, when they're first written, are full of homosexual sex. And they just cut it out for American audiences. But in France, you get the full movie. So somebody like, they show somebody at the end of the episode going into a movie theater of France and sitting down. She's like, did I miss anything? Did I miss any butt stuff? And the, and the guy sitting next to her says, no, no, you haven't missed any. <laughs> uh, or, or you've missed tons. I forget which. But I thought that was really hysterical. They were like, uh, in, in the rest of the world, <laughs> you won't see certain things. But, you know, the stereotype is in France, anything goes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to go to Eric next, though I do share a lot of your thoughts, Shelly, so I'll be coming back to what you said when it's my turn, but Eric, you're next. Um, so I'll just go ahead and touch on 
something Shelly said about uh, the majority of what Shelly said about being uncomfortable seeing actual 11 year old girls behaving this way in a film and what that means and how they might feel later. And I'm not, I wasn't concerned about that. Like that didn't bother me. Um, I'm going to, I mean, I don't know. I think what my problem, I don't think they were doing anything that unfortunately a lot of people, you know, girls their age don't already do all the time in their lives uh, with their friends. But I, what I had a problem with, the only thing I had a problem with during the movie was how the director chose to shoot those things. I don't know if you guys know what the male gaze is, but the camera had the male gaze the whole time. And I thought that was weird because the director is a woman, right? And and yet it was in the scenes that I really didn't like were the ones that were shot like a music video. And I didn't see the point of that. Like the larger story of the movie, I absolutely got and I got the message. And I don't think that they that there needed to be that sort of perspective in any of the, the shots or the scenes um, cause you know, constantly when they would, uh, there would just be these scenes where nothing else was going on except them doing a dance routine, you know, in front of somebody's phone being, you know, videotaped. Uh, and that was the point of the scene, just to show them doing this constantly hanging out as friends, but the camera would constantly do that thing that you see with, you, you know, usually older women in movies where, it, you know, starts at the bottom and pans up, you know, very, you know, with a deep close up, and it's like, why are we doing this? Or, you know, focusing on a certain part of their body and then moving up. And it's like, if, if you're, if the point is, you know, this message about, you know, being a little too permissive, too, um, too sexualized, uh, trying to use your body for power, uh, you know, the, the, all these terrible things that, that women are taught to do from a young age, um, to survive in the world or to get what they want from men or to get attention. Um, if that was the point, I don't think you needed to shoot any of those scenes that way. Just, you know, do a, you know, back the camera way up, just show the girls hanging out, behaving the way that they were behaving. The audience will understand, like, you know, we feel a little bit sorry for them, that they feel the need to do this, or they feel that this is okay, or that this is normalized for them. I don't need to see those shots where it's, you know, scanning their bodies, you know, that was very, very strange to me. But, um, but all in all, you know, if you took that out, I really liked the story. Like, uh, I think Ruth said, you know, she was, she was faced with one extreme that was, you know, so far, you know, on the other side of the spectrum, that she looked to go to rebel the exact opposite direction. And it was just too far. And I guess, um, it seemed like at the end, she suddenly realized that she needed balance. And, uh, and I guess that final shot is supposed to show us that she's discovered more of a balance. She knows that she has you know, a choice, that she's not trapped in her life necessarily. She can rebel, but she doesn't have to go this far. Although I felt like maybe that transformation wasn't as well earned as it should have been in the storyline. Like it seemed to just happen all of a sudden at the end. And to be honest with you, for the most of the movie, I was I was sitting there thinking that she's the worst of them. Uh, like the, these girls are terrible. I mean, every, pretty much everyone in the movie was terrible. I hated all of them for various reasons. Just awful people doing awful things. Unfortunately, in my opinion, just like the real world. But but she, I mean, like Shelley said, I think I think I heard her whisper earlier when somebody else was talking that um, she literally was watching a girl drown. And she, it didn't look like she was going to step in. And I kept thinking, like, 
is, is she just gonna let her die? And then when she yeah. thought, oh, I, I guess she'll she'll be okay, then she walks away. I was like, but you didn't look like you were ready to jump in and help. So I don't know. The choices she made, she's like the most violent, the most bratty, uh, the most needy. I, I, I did not like her very much. Okay, I, I'm sure there'll be more to say, but I'll stop there. Thank you, Eric. So basically Shelly and Eric combined said all of my thoughts. Good, um, you don't need to talk, we don't need to hear you. <laughs> so, so basically, I liked the movie overall, but what I felt was not needed is exactly what Eric was talking about, are those weird camera angles and close-ups and panning up and down, at, like to the girls while they're doing that kind of weird motion towards the, like, the camera and to us. Like, I thought that was very unnecessary you could still get the message across without doing like that. Like you said, Eric, basically like those music video type shots, like that wasn't needed. So in my mind, I was thinking while watching it, like first, I'm very uncomfortable just seeing them being like that so close up to the camera and focusing on like their facial expressions. They were trying to be very sexy and the body movements. And I was like, this is not appropriate at all um, for the actors. To ask you real quick, I kept imagining during the movie, how would I feel about this if I were a straight man? Like, what would this look like to me? Or if it was full of young boys doing this? Like, I mean, what would that be like? You, it's in a, I think that's probably what caused a lot of the uproar, right? It's just the fact that these girls are so sexualized in those parts of the movie. To Shelly's point, maybe if that, if they wanted to show those shots, then cast them with older girls who can consent to doing that because like at that age do they like going going that close up on them when these girls turn 25 are they going to look back and be happy about this or some of them might be like i can't believe like i was filmed for everybody to see me doing these moves close up to the camera and especially the girl who took the picture of her uh uh-huh parts like in my mind this movie could have still gotten the same message to your point eric of if you were going to keep the girls the same age, the 11-year-old actresses, of doing wide shots of them just dancing, you don't need to do these weird close-ups, panning up and down their bodies, going around to show all the angles. You could still get the same message across. Also, if she just took the phone, went into the bathroom, and then you heard about what was posted afterwards, it would get the same message across. Why did we have to see her take her clothes off and get like her leg up and get, you know, like we didn't need to see that for the message to get across. If they wanted to show those parts, then maybe cast older girls in it. Um, Because when she's 25, 30, when she's 40, she's gonna be like, oh my God, I was 11 and I dropped my pants on camera and spread my legs and took pictures. Like, you know, pretended to take pictures. Like, you know, I, I don't know, like at that age, she's probably just being encouraged by her parents, like do this, do this movie. I mean, I doubt she read the script and was like, I want to do this, mom, you know? Um, So controversial part, that's how I felt about it. I felt like the movie's message was good. It was a good message they were getting across. I felt like, yes, girls do dance like that on TikTok all the time. And unfortunately- I was going to say that. I was like, this is what I assume all of TikTok is. Well, and it's, and unfortunately they are getting younger and younger doing that kind of stuff because they're mimicking what they see on TikTok and on TV and all. And unfortunately, I mean, it's just what's happening, but this movie didn't need to show the girls themselves doing that to that extreme is what I felt. Like they could still have gotten the message across. Eric. 
Can I play devil's advocate? Because I'm still no. thinking this through. Like, obviously this is, the film is, you know, <laughs> it makes you think about whether this is appropriate or what the meaning is. So as devil's advocate, do you think that maybe the director chose to shoot those dance scenes that way because she wanted all of us watching to be really uncomfortable about it as a sort of like wake up call, like, yeah, imagine that this is what the man is looking at, like, because uh, uh, some men are probably looking at these girls that way, even though they shouldn't be. And, and that's, she wants that she wants us oh, to realize, like, you know, as parents or community members, um, but, when you let little girls act this way, there are people out there who will look at them this way. But so the, the characters are still be act this way to tell us to not make little girls act this way. And how many gross, <laughs> perverted men are watching this? And it's just it's the message isn't coming to them. <laughs> exploitative. Because if it were child pornography, we would be like, no. But yeah. you know. Well, to my my whole thing is is that they could have still kept all the shots, just use like 18-year-old girls, 20-year-old girls in it and still make the, you know, because some of them could look like they're 11, so at least they're consenting. Olympic gymnasts, don't they yeah. look a little There's bit like they're leaders. Exactly. So they're, they, they're old enough to consent to being in the movie that way. It's still showing 11-year-olds doing that, which would be uncomfortable as a person watching it, but at least, you know, the actresses themselves aren't really 11 years old. Yeah. Um, so it, it just makes it safer for those actresses not to be in that position. Um, it's just how I feel about it overall yeah, but go through all sorts of like dance classes to teach them that <laughs> yeah to teach them <laughs> how to dance they, they didn't just like get up there and learn how to do that they had to spend hours and hours it's just it's yeah gross. this move gross. is called grinding on I, the ground this move is called slapping your friend's booty like you know this but, is you know, like if they didn't use the um young girls maybe i have a different opinion about this then i think the message wouldn't get across if i you know Looking at an eighteen-year-old, that's already that's already. Um, no, but what if they look like they were eleven? Because you have a lot of older girls who look like I, they're eleven. I kind of still I, agree I, with Takia that I don't think it would have worked. I know, but like exactly. So we just we're just gonna be like, okay, so we're just gonna let you know we need to make a movie about a you know I, it just oh it just it's really like, it's, it's like I, I see it as, it's like a social commentary like literally but like this is but, what. When little girls see little girls like under, you give kids access to to phones, social media, but that this is what's going to possibly happen. I, I can't tell you how many times that I'll come back to school, back to school night, and all my little sixth graders, age eleven and twelve, have shiny new uh, smartphones. Um, and yeah. like, what the hell are they looking at? Like, you know, the parents care, and, and, and they, they don't understand that they're going to see this stuff and emulate this. So, to me, yeah, it, it's just. It's, it's, it's good social commentary, but I, I agree with you, Shelly, as well. I, I, you know, maybe could use someone a little, a little older, but I don't know. I, 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 want, I, it's a way, I want this to scare people in a way, like scare parents, see what happens when you open the world, the social media to these kids. Go ahead, Bob, sorry. I have, I have yeah. a rebuttal to that. Yeah, that's um, fine. When we have social commentaries or we want to get a message across, we don't in other movies or documentaries or, or not, other movies or made-for-TV specials, we don't actually do those things so like in a movie that teaches you about drug abuse and how it'll kill you we don't make the actors actually use drugs and kill them you know we get characters that use pretend like like they might sort sugar or like you know not oh, yeah. really inject themselves with heroin is heroin right. a drug you inject am i yeah okay so inject yourselves with heroin you know like it's all pretend 
but it still get the, gets to get the message across. We don't really do that. Or like, you know, um, drunk driving and you die in an accident. We don't actually kill the actors to scare you into saying this is real. You know, it's all acting. So that's why I think you could still use a girl that looks 11, but isn't really 11 and is acting that way to get the message across. Because you're basically saying to teach you the dangers of 11-year-olds and being provocative, we're going to make these 11-year-olds be provocative. Exactly. But I think what we're saying is, I don't, we, I don't think that an 18-year-old could realistically play an 11-year-old and without me seeing it and getting taken totally out of the story because of it. I, I, I get that. I possible. totally get that. But... I don't, I'm not okay with like just saying as a society, all right, well, Jackson, you come in here, you need to teach, he's 11. You're, you're, go pick out five of your classmates and we're going to make them dance to show us how uncomfortable it makes. Like it's not okay with me. And knowing his, and you know, I know, I understand the, the, I, I like, I understand the point of the movie. I just couldn't get past that. I just couldn't, it was really uncomfortable. Yeah, and they to, me, it's those shots. to me, it was those shots. And I know that that's the point, but they're still, I just keep thinking these are still children. They're yeah. still, and knowing 11 year olds, like it's just, it just really bothered me. So I think Takia is the winner of picking the most provocative film. That's really okay. getting like, Well, because I, this is what I want. I, I want to have those conversations and like, you know, just, just, I want to have emotion behind them. I mean, this is what, this, that's the point of this. You know, we, we see something, we don't agree with it, but we should have our, we, we should talk or, or agree and we should talk about no, like this, no matter how. Can I ask, can I ask all of you guys, have, have you seen Donnie Darko? Yes. Long time I, I ago. That was uh, uh, I don't I don't think so. Uh, I I kept thinking through this whole movie about Johnny Darko because the, in the in the movie it's obviously a very different kind of movie, but there is a there is a girls like a young girls dance troupe called Sparkle Motion, and mm. and they show there's a scene where they show them dancing at one of their contests or pageants. I forget what it is, and it's also pretty inappropriate. But unlike this, they don't do those shots that we hate. It's just. It's backed up a little bit, but it, the message is still clear where you're like, this is ridiculous. I can't believe parents are supporting this. Like they're actually proud, you know, that their daughters are part of it. It's like, it's not, it's not comfortable. And I would have been more okay with that. It's just those shots are what really bugged me. And that's where I started being like, oh, but thankfully when they did their final performance. Long. And especially that last yeah. dance with them emulating sex on the yeah. ground and slapping each other it was just it was a bit much but at least they showed the crowd booing yeah. them and the mother being like yeah. no don't look and you know like that was us at the audience like whoa no 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 but another thing to add to what i know because i agree with shelly about it with the age and everything that the girls are quote unquote are inspired by these other girl group and that girl like was she the same age that like flashes her chest and stuff i mean that's not okay I, I don't know how old they were supposed to be. I yeah, they're they're older. They, they were in their okay. teens. I mean, 20. it's still not a good idea, but... She still shouldn't be flashing herself. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure that girl was older than high school. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure they didn't cast the an actress, actress who yeah. flashed herself. Yeah. I was like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was definitely... But, um, oh, sorry, just to, just to finish my whole thoughts of the movie, um, the two things I was going to say were... Um, I forgot one of them already, but uh, I, oh, I agree with Eric about, I don't, I, I did not like the main girl at all. Like 
you know, in the beginning I did when she was kind of like curious about what's going on and you're like, oh, she's trying to make friends. She wants to be a part of this group. But she was the worst out of all of them. And yeah. then the redemption at the end where she runs home to be with the family, I was like, I don't care about you. I'm sorry. Like when, And also, do you notice, just like last, last week's movie, Jennifer's Body, she hovered. She did. <laughs> she was hovering in the sky. It wasn't that impressive. <laughs> it was not impressive because she did not earn that hovering. Uh, yeah. She didn't. Yeah, I was, I was just trying to think, actually. Were we supposed to think that she could hear the boos and see the faces, and that's why she suddenly wanted to stop and run off? No, she, she the glitter shot out of her hair from the wedding thing, the tray that, you know, had glitter on it for the father's oh, wedding. That was the old glitter. Yeah, because when she ran through it, it knocked into her. So she I remember that, that, but yeah. so she so that what what reminded that her that triggered her to be like, oh my god, yeah. why am I here? I need to get home and be with my family for the wedding. Yeah. See, after pushing a girl in, into the water and almost drowning her, I feel like wouldn't it take more than glitter to make this girl <laughs> a nice girl? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Let me ask you something else. I didn't quite. Um, pick up on where did she get all the money she did she steal it from her mom or she stole from her mom's jacket her mom. she showed that part yeah yeah I, I was a little shocked that her mom didn't get more upset because that was a lot of money and they're obviously not rich people yeah, yeah. but her mom just kind of let it go <laughs> there's a reason why um and she, was she, brother to lie. she was just a bad girl she was <laughs> She was also not emotionally there for a while, too. That's why she didn't react at first, because she was upset about the dad. Well, talk about the whole home life. What do you guys think about that? Her, the mom's um, so, plot line. So you feel bad for the mom, because obviously she's having to accept another wife in their home. Well, yeah. so she's, I mean, uh, uh, she's well, choosing to accept, because you did hear the guy yeah. say, you can leave if it's too much for you. I was very impressed with, with that because for the most of the movie, I thought, oh, this culture that's like making her go through this. So I really appreciated a man saying to her, you know, if it's too much of a burden, you can leave this marriage. And it was very without like judgment. And I was like, oh, and, he said, and there's so, no deep in here. Like your, your daughter's what? just a brat. She's not, she's not possessed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And then yeah, at first I was like, oh, how progressive the man's telling her it's okay to leave your marriage. But then the very next second he he reveals that the mom thought she was possessed and it's like come on some people are just they act badly it's not yeah. always clean, you know but that's what's interesting with the whole culture they, they think you are acting bad you got possessed by demons i, I was kind of re relearning that again even you know when they were throwing the water at her and she started doing the convulsions and stuff like that i was i was wondering about that was she because she was so she was practicing a dance move is what i thought that's what i thought too that's yeah. ready for the competition take it well, I was wondering, was that really like in the culture she was feeling some kind of way about how she's been acting so it was i think she was i think she was making the movements that they she figured they wanted to see her do so that they'll leave her alone you see it a lot in a lot of those um churches you know where they like spray the water on people and they're like are oh, you been touched by the hand of god and you see them kind of go, I feel like oh. yeah i, I came like, from a church, church like that not like that but they were you're convulsing but it's but the like, same idea right and a lot of the, the like a lot of religions you have some groups that put on that kind of a show and when one person watches somebody do it they're like oh i probably need to do that too and it just becomes like that's how i need to act yeah. for everybody to believe that it's working 
it's it's either the evil leaving your body or look at me yeah. I'm full of the spirit you know and and she totally was acting right because I mean obviously she's not buying into the, whatever they're doing in any of their religious meetings she was there listening to music and watching the video or whatever under the covering you know while they're yeah. all there praying. But the part with the whole exorcism thing, I, I, if she was faking it, I, I feel like we would have seen her have a little smirk on her face or something. She looked like she, looked like she no, was she actually- she can't have the smirk though, because she was faking it. So she didn't want them, you know. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's be honest about who this girl is. She is yeah. a queen manipulator. She, <laughs> I, she honestly might be a sociopath. I did not like her. <laughs> well, do you feel like she, she used to be care. kind of, and then joining, trying to, wanting to get out of this, this Muslim, that trying to get out of it, but she was bored with it when I was reading about the synopsis. That's why she started acting out because she wanted to be free from all this. I feel like she was innocent before, though. I don't know. You don't want to be in a real strict family, I guess. Yeah, I don't think she was that manipulative before. She, was, she seemed very innocent before. I don't think she. I acted. mean, that happens a lot, right? When a yeah. lot of people are in very strict households, they grow up one way, but as soon as they get a sense of this is what everybody else is like, they start saying. to rebel yeah, and act way. like. I mean, yeah. look at that, so what was it, Seventh Heaven, right? A lot of those kids were pretty out there, but they were the preacher's yeah. kids. Like, so, you kind of see that in a second time in our recordings, you guys have talked about Seventh Heaven. <laughs> that has got to be our record in any podcast, unless the podcast was based on Seventh Heaven. And in real life, he was a pedophile. Yeah, I was going to oh, say, he was the worst gosh. one, and he played a priest or a minister. Yeah. 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 I mean, Not the, when we meet her, when we meet her, she's freshly immigrated, right? Yes, from Senegal. They yeah. just got to this country. They just got their first place. But so, yeah, to Fahad's point, she's now seeing what's possible in the rest of the world. Um, but I don't think that means she wasn't a bad kid before, but I don't know. I guess you don't know. Sometimes, you know, if, if you're maybe where if, if where she lived before was sort of like she had nothing, there was nothing. There's not a lot of ways to be bad, right? <laughs> I mean, where she if she um, came from Senegal, yeah, if she came from Senegal. She probably didn't have access to like you know provocative types of things like TV, music videos, music, dancing, dancing, all of that. Like everybody's probably covered up. Like she didn't get exposed to that. Yeah. I think that's why about the film, the fact that she's coming from this really restrictive culture to all of a sudden all this we take it off, right? Because you didn't even see the. The wife, and I mean, like she was completely covered until after the wedding. Mm. Yeah, she. Oh yeah, that was. She looked like a ghost, which I think <laughs> was on. I think that was on purpose because remember a couple scenes earlier, her mm. little brother had asked her, like, "Will you like protect me from the ghosts?" Uh, and, yeah. and, and she opens that door and she sees this mist and the woman mm. in white, and that's like freaking spooky. <laughs> it is. And her Who is aunt, this person? Aunt yeah. that was telling about how as soon as she had her. She got her period growing up. She had to oh, wear all the white. That story. And, and got married. And got married. And, like, and then got married. So she was immediately. And obviously that woman has convinced herself that that's a good story, like a beautiful story. Like that, that old woman has convinced herself that's that was a great moment for her. Oh, yeah. Which, well, obviously sure they're still tangled. Down, it wasn't. Yeah, they're still tangled in their cultures and their culture and the like all this stuff because obviously when they're walking with the stuff on their head and the girl just holds it in her hand she's like no you need to put it on your head and the girl's like are you crazy Remember, she, said, she said we're not in the village anymore yeah it's I like said, what did you say to me you know you just so, that's the culture that's the um what's the word i'm looking for the traditions that you do and 
about being know. stuck in your ways. So why yeah, Ruth, was thing. Ruth? Oh. Why was the aunt not watching these children after school? Like she was the one who was in charge of her little brothers, mm. which Good led question. to a lot of the problems. But well, then I thought because the um, mom was probably still has a husband, she's working. supposed to wait on hand and foot. Oh, she had a husband. She, I thought she, she probably was. still has a husband. She's oh. supposed to wait on hand and foot. You know, she just takes breaks to help everyone else raise their kids in traditional. Well, and, yeah, and I don't know if she was actually their real aunt or like in our culture. Yeah. We call elder people auntie or uncle. Yeah. So it could just be that she's just an elder woman in the area. Community yeah. leader, yeah. Ruth. Did anyone else get the um picture? Well, at first I didn't realize she was she became a woman because when he you know when you see her dress and stuff, but did anybody else think that it, it, this was a murder scene in the closet because it looked like on the dresser or whatever it is, there was blood there that like somebody got killed or something. I was confused. I thought maybe that was like a premonition or something. Uh, I was like, how did that end up up there then? And not- I thought somebody committed suicide at the top or something. Like yeah, the body was hanging in or something. Or there was a dead rat inside the dress. I don't know. <laughs> that was like, her, it was all in her mind. Like she saw it. Yeah. Like, but it took a while for it to click that that was all a perception like yeah that's, i see i knew I, that way, way, way. i kind of like those elements and they did it a few more times I with that dress yes but i but i will i will admit like it was a little it's a little strange to suddenly have happen in the middle of a movie that has absolutely no it, it, the movie doesn't use like abstraction or or perception uh as a as a gimmick so to have that all of a sudden be there when the rest of it is just sort of reality television yeah. was yeah. a little a little confused i really thought yeah something terrible was happening and it wasn't until it actually i didn't know that it was um that it was not something else until she goes back in the closet and the dress is fine again and i was like oh okay she just imagined that whatever did well, I, I knew it was a thing with um her not wanting to part this culture where the dress would fill out you see the breast and everything fill out of the dress and then it, it, it did different things for the movie so it kind of worked yeah really. Interesting. I, I like that. It, it, it gave a whole kind of different take on a movie with all this wild westernized stuff happening. There's this tradition with the dress still. She's a mind of the bat. Like, I don't want to be part of this or I don't, I'm struggling with this. So. But did anybody think that at some point she was going to cut up that dress to make a dance outfit? Because that's what I thought she was going to do. She's going to rip it off and tear it up and turn it into a new dance outfit to show off. And it's like, oh, she's going to be in so much trouble. Now, my was I thought maybe they took it her dress to the cleaners to get it fixed because <laughs> of the her I, think she, I think maybe she was afraid of well what I wanted to say was you know these two worlds that she's suddenly faced with when she first gets to France I think she was um she was worried she was going to get trapped in the same traditional life that the rest of her family had been and that and that and that the only way to get out of it was to really go like hardcore in the other direction and I think specifically with the dress, I think she was worried that once she became a woman, she would have to become her mother. And she didn't like okay. the situation her mother was in. She didn't like the choices her mother was making or forced to make. And and so the idea of becoming a woman, you know, of bleeding for the first time, of wearing that dress to her father's wedding, of developing was all like, you know, I have like one year left before I'm going to have to start this horrible life because they won't let me avoid it, you know? but i feel like at the end she realized that no one's gonna make her do it because even her mother you know her mother first of all didn't blame her for a lot of stuff like sting the money which i think she should have but whatever she's nice 
She didn't. Um, and then she told her, she was, she said, you don't have to go to the wedding. She, she was literally saying to her, I, oh. I will let you make a different choice. Yeah. Don't listen to auntie. I will let you make a different choice. And I think that helped her realize I don't have to like run away from all of this or be a slut. <laughs> yeah. No, there was one point I, can, where, I can find a balance. Happy there was one point where she did, um, you know, after the, the, the boy smacked on the behind and then she stabbed him with the pencil, the mom oh, was off of him. Yeah. So she did get up. But I'm trying to remember, I can remember, was that before the money or after the money? I mean, I, I think it was that, after, I, the money. after I think that was way after the money. Which means that, yeah, she, you know, she was kind of realization that, oh, wow, her daughter's, you know, g- getting a little out of hand here. The money thing, okay, she's thinking, all right, some, she did this, maybe she'll get back to being her good self. Oh, crap, she got suspended. She stabbed this boy. Time to get hard her tail now. <laughs> to get, do you, try to, do you yeah, all think that the cousin would have told the mom that, look, she stole my phone and she's had it for a long time. Why did he not cut off service? If I lost my phone for that long, I'd be like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. My other question about the phone was how come, how does she not have to charge her, the phone ever? <laughs> oh, <laughs> we do things like that off screen. We don't have to see. <laughs> However, and wouldn't the, I mean, goodness gracious, if her cousin got caught with that picture of her uh, that's what I thought she was doing because I thought she was setting him up child pornography yeah. yeah I thought she was setting him up also I, that that was I was so pissed about it I was like you freaking bitch <laughs> <laughs> that's on his phone even if he deletes it and aren't yeah. they going didn't yeah. Apple or somebody say AT&T somebody they're going to start looking for so aren't they doing like a broad sweep of I think on Apple they're going to be they're able to like check across all the devices pictures or something to see if any of them come up with like a hash or something for the pictures but yeah i wish i had seen more like consequences for her because she didn't yeah, have she, any consequences yeah. for that for well this besides her getting on her after the, this whole school incident i think that was it like I, I feel like she was also i was reading the synopsis as well and she was actually a lot of emotionally the mom was was emotionally not there for a lot of her because after was, was was what was going on with her husband remember she made a little hearts and a thing on her bed and she completely ignored it and, and yeah. things but like that. Cousin could have, I don't know what he could have done. He could have done something. I yeah, think, that, that's why he didn't do anything. She didn't do anything to her for a while. So I, she just wasn't there. I think often these, um, these kinds of communities, uh, maybe immigrant or maybe impoverished or just marginalized, uh, you know, these kinds of s- small communities, they tend to just avoid the legal system, avoid police. Uh, and they keep everything internal. Like he wasn't going to like go to authorities and talk well, no, about yeah. it or anything like that. That's true. It's sort of like thinking we like won't let other people mess with what's happening with her. our families. Yeah. Shelly, what were you saying? He what? I just was saying that I did not necessarily with the police or anything, but he didn't do anything. Like she had his, that, I mean, I would be so upset if a kid had taken my phone for, it was a long time that she had it. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. she lied to him. She said, "I didn't," because he said, "You told me that you looked for it and didn't see it." And God knows what other pictures and videos are now on that phone and text conversations with little girls. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's in trouble. Oh, gross. He's well, going to jail. I, I don't. Yeah. Think, I don't think it would hold up in court because they would go through whatever profile she was using and notice that there's a lot of videos of her with her friends. Clearly, she took these videos and not yeah. somebody else. Yeah. Which would support his story that she stole it for like a couple weeks and I had no idea what was happening. 
that part where she was about to seduce him was kind of crazy. Like I wonder oh how she gosh, was yeah. that. Oh my I god. Yeah, that was like, what? I'm glad he was yeah, like, they're related. He was like, what are you doing? I'm so glad he didn't go for it either. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad actually all all of the older uh, boys or men in the in the movie, whenever these girls tried to do something, they were always like, You're kids, what are you doing? Stupid. Get away from me. I'm glad that that was the reaction, you know. Dude, that they didn't try to take advantage. Like yeah, they could have. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been even grosser. Yeah, um, were you all cheering on when that one bratty girl picked up the condom and blew it up like a balloon? I don't know more. Isn't that more naive than eleven-year-olds are these days? No, she, well, she she thought it wasn't a condom because it was pink, and is like, girl. I mean, I was way like more mature than that. I, <laughs> I didn't know what a condom was. I probably wouldn't have known either. Are you sure? I probably, I probably would have thought it was one of the longer balloons, you know, like when you Me have the too. balloon animals. Yeah. I was very innocent back then. But yeah. but to our defense, me, Ruth, Shelley, and Takia's defense, we, we didn't have the internet. Like, like, you know, like that kind of stuff was not as, like, I think social media now, like they probably should know what it is. That's what the other three yeah. girls I did. can guarantee you that I could go into that little boy's classroom and they wouldn't know what that was either. Eric, we went to Stewart's, so we don't have to know this. <laughs> well, I'm glad you said it, Ruth, because I was going to say, yeah, I'm going to pull the private school card again. Well, well, you're going to say something like that. You were at at the age of 11. Only me and Ruth, so you can't oh, ask okay. I still wouldn't have known what that was. Yeah, it, it was. <laughs> no, I didn't know. Yeah. Well, I was a I, poor like, kid in, in mid-America, so I grew up too fast, probably. Yeah, I, I like I that what I liked about the scene was the fact that it did show that, that they were still kids, even with all the provocativeness. The she was. It's true. The other really three knew exactly what it was. It was a very yeah. big scene showing that, that even though all the sexy mm. talk and all, they're still kids. They don't know. Well, why didn't they stop her before she even touched it? Like, they don't. Because they're, they're all brats and they're horrible to each other If I saw one of you all picking up, I would be like, what are you doing? And that's well, also, I mean, what kind, who would pick up a balloon in the streets like that? I know. I hope it was still in the wrapper when she picked it up, but it wasn't. I don't know. No, that's what, remember when they scrubbed her mouth out with like everything? <laughs> Fahad, you were saying like, oh, the other ones knew what it was. They did know what it was, but then they started saying some crazy, ridiculous things about condoms. And it's like, that's yeah. not true. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Well, the crazy her like she's got the plague now, and is like, all right, all right, calm down. But they feel <laughs> disgusting. But you'll be able to what it went on. So they kind of, they at least knew what it's in relation they to. They thought she was going to get pregnant or AIDS or something, or what they, they literally said, and this is worth looking because I just watched it. That one of the girls, I think it was Jess, said, "It's something you wear when you have AIDS and you want to have sex." And it's like, <laughs> girl, <laughs> no. What's the that air? Is not, that's and this is why you need to have sex education earlier in schools. That's also why yeah. the whole thing with social Soap media. Box. <laughs> they learn these things and they, they, they're learning things, the condom, sex and all, but they, they, they see it in a, in a kind of a Hollywood way. And and that's why, like, like remember when they're, in a, when they're in the bathroom, they're watching the porn and they're saying how oh, uh, this crazy stuff, I watched a porn in the bathroom. Like, oh, can't she? I think some of you guys already mentioned some of that stuff they, she said, they said already. Yeah, again, to them, oh, we did because she the had penis. the yeah, yeah. 
or like yeah, yeah when uh, apparently like being raped then the penis can go all the way through your body and out your mouth which yeah. i don't even know how that logically yeah. makes sense because this is what they see on social media that this was so dangerous about it so that's why that's one reason why this movie was pretty effective there with all that showing them how that they, they don't know they think they know but they don't, don't <laughs> at that age just a little the little kids yeah um, but would she not have gotten in trouble for going into the boy's bathroom and trying to take a picture of him like that would not be i mean that wasn't cool at all that's that's yeah. child <laughs> pornography yeah, that's child, that poor boy's phone her cousin's phone was that her cousin's phone yeah no um, then they yelled at <laughs> she messed it up why are you taking a video of a little boy too and by uh, these little girls and ugh. I yeah I just I mean I feel like no one no one's that that boy wasn't gonna turn her in because then that's embarrassing well, no. for him too you know yeah, yeah. so like, those kind of things I guess they, they always go totally yeah. un you would yeah I don't it's I guess these are all so things when I was a teacher that would at the school I taught in that that would never have happened I mean there were always teachers everywhere well I think at most schools the the bathrooms for kids have doors on them right. <laughs> Yeah. And it seemed like these were open air, like, you know, public pool type locker room situations. And like, oh, you just walk into wherever you want. You can actually watch the urinals from outside. That doesn't make sense. It's a different time, too. So maybe you can't do privacy there. Yeah. (laughs) Bathroom's open at a school. What's happening in France? So other thoughts on the movie? Well, I want to know why did the new wife, the second wife, not the first, but the second wife, which I would think would demote her beneath the first wife yeah. in a polygamous situation. It's usually what happens, right? Why did she get that incredibly fancy room? I know. I mean, that, that was, there was money in that room and there was money nowhere else. And that was upsetting to me. And there was gummy bears in that room. <laughs> Well, they brought, they brought I wonder if, if the reason he's taking a second wife is he feels like this wife has run her course like is he going to try to just have children with the new wife yeah is he just going to have children with the new wife and is that why like it's kind of a wooing thing like you're the new prize and I'm going to treat you like that while she's out there raising these kids because she's already done her job for me yeah I, it's I, terrible it's the, whole, the whole movie the whole movie was about two different cultures yes, and, yeah, that's what I was and how in both cultures men teach the women how to behave for the men's benefit and in one culture the women know it's happening uh you know her muslim you know or tradition were they actually muslim i actually i didn't pick up on if that was the case okay in that culture all the women there know that that's that the men are doing that but a lot of them sort of accept it like at the prayer group you had the the elder woman saying you must obey your husband and be good and pious and and oh i hated that line about that's why there will be so many more women in hell than than men (laughs) what in the world are you teaching these people but on the other hand you have like i guess what is supposed to be our culture but or i guess france's culture but it's very western uh the one she turns to where they are acting this way, but they don't seem to realize that they've been taught to act this way or expected to act this way by men because this is what men want them to be like. Yeah. And that's almost worse, you know? But either um, way, I found it very And good. it's kind of sad that their whole goal, these little girls' whole goal was to get men or do what the boys wanted them to do. Yeah. 
Oh, and when she posted like her first kind of provocative video on whatever that site was, TikTok, Instagram, I don't know what it was, but to just see all the likes that were coming through, I was like, this is crazy because yes. yeah. it wasn't just probably their schoolmates doing that and other teens. It was probably some older people too that were like, yeah, it. probably. But that's the thing with today. A lot of people do these stupid challenges and things that for likes, they'll end up in an emergency room doing a, doing a challenge or doing for a like. I mean, this is what kids live on these days. It's like, where, where are the parents? So it's like a lot of them aren't, really aren't involved, but they're involved. They're, it's the, you know, they want yeah. their friend and give them this access. And what's that is, <laughs> and what's that is our culture rewards it in two ways. One is you're rewarded because it's kind of an ego booster to you, right? Like I got this many likes, like everybody likes me. I'm so cool. But also yeah. now people are monetizing it, right? People are being re rewarded with money by getting, by sponsoring stuff because the more likes you get on a post companies will be like oh they're an influencer i'm gonna pay them to post stuff so i can get likes so these that kids very close to prostitution well and very so these kids are seeing it at a young age. Yeah, yeah and these kids are seeing it at such a young age now that they're being conditioned to focus on what can i do to get more likes than that That's person and so I'm sad. Going to the same as i have to because i want to become an influencer one day and that's their goals now. They don't want to be doctors, veterinarians, astronauts, the president. They want to be an influence. I mean, granted, I'd like to be an influencer and get $10,000 or $50,000 for a post. But I'm also almost 40 years old, you know? But like at 11 <laughs> years old, that shouldn't be what you aspire to. Yeah. you A YouTuber, a blogger. Yeah. All this, yeah. So can I ask? Because it, I think, I feel like the movie was trying to say, like, as we've all said earlier, that her journey through this was to sort of to try to remove herself from this traditional life and to become part of the sort of European secular type of world. But it felt like every decision she made and was actually not just to be a part of this world, but for attention. Yeah. And, and, and that's not, I mean, that doesn't really go with the message much in my opinion. And it's, it's actually this another reason I didn't like her. It was like, Anything that will get her attention. Now, if attention is all you want, then this was all just ego that she was, she really is like an evil, terrible girl. <laughs> so I don't know. Well, I think most, a lot of teens do things for attention. For these, they, 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 a lot of them are on social media and do these things for attention though. I think that's kind of the goal there. I think my, my issue is if we look at what the movie's total message was supposed to be is that she's just trying to remove herself from this very restrictive traditional culture and to join the wider, a wider world culture around her in the new place she lives in, I felt like that wasn't really reflected in her behaviors or her reactions to, to the attention that she would get. It seemed like she really wanted to be noticed by people. And that's a, a totally different goal. It's not a noble goal, honestly. It kind of reminds me of Mean Girls, right? Katie, yes. the main character, came from Africa oh, yeah, and came to this the u.s and is like yeah. oh i want to fit in and learn this culture and how does she do it by becoming the queen bee mean girl herself yeah. Yeah. and that's kind of what was happening here the only character of the younger kids i liked was the first girl that she saw dancing in the laundromat angelica um, angelica she's the only one i liked she had her moments yeah. but out of all of them i liked her the most because she seemed like she was the nicest one she was looking out for her kind of hurt when she turned on them a bit um and she was rightful right to get mad at that one friend for all of a sudden turning the camera on that was very cruel yeah that was cool yeah so 
Yeah. Um, I don't know if she needed to necessarily, you know, punch her, but that was that, an overreaction. That's kind yeah. of, I think, how they all. That's how they do. <laughs> you know, that's the, I, was, I guess. Yeah, that's how they do. That's how they. Uh, how they do? How they resolve their issues? I guess. I mean, and you saw all of a sudden they became best friends again until she was almost killed in the war. Well, what's best friends? <laughs> It yeah. seems like people can come in and out of this group and it really doesn't make a fucking difference. And yeah. just, if they can get what they want from the girl, then she's invited back in. Yeah. Well, that girl's getting um, bullied too. And that's why she's like, with about her ways. So that's why she becomes bulimic, I guess, too. And stuff. Oh yeah. They touched on that just very lightly. Very lightly. Yeah. I didn't yeah. notice that. Where was that? She was throwing up in the bathroom. Was yeah. she? Oh. Yeah. It was like a blank and you'll miss type thing you said listen out for it. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I feel like they did touch on a bunch That's of That's something issues. they don't show. <laughs> yeah. That's something they don't show. <laughs> that like was interesting. I don't know. If you show somebody violently throwing up, that would scare me from being bulimic. So they should probably show it. Yeah. yeah that was- but that could cause the girl to become it. So see, that's just causing these girls to dance provocatively. I mean, sort of like when, um, I don't know, take an action thriller or something about terrorists or, I don't know, there's a million examples. I, I always have this little thought when I'm watching it saying, aren't they kind of showing other people how to do this? Like giving them ideas, like somebody out there is watching this going, oh yeah, I, I have those things lying around my house. Um, I could build a bomb, you know, like. Yeah. And, but but then you know so it's it's sort of like a journal a jur- the great journalism debate like uh, there are a lot of people a lot of journalists who say you just show you just tell people everything because that's journalism just put the facts out there it doesn't matter but then there are some, a lot of people who would say well you should be careful maybe about exactly what you are saying to people and how because you don't know how it might affect them interesting yeah so I have a question for everybody so we're adults right okay so we're adults. Yeah. And we're able to understand, even though we have some issues with the way some of the things were portrayed in this movie, but we're able to understand the overall message. We know that this is not good behavior of these children. They should not be dressing, dancing, acting like this. They shouldn't be filming these things. They shouldn't be posting pictures. None of that. We also said it was a little hard for us to see all of a sudden her transition at the end to realize this is wrong and I'm going to go back home. Is this movie something a child would watch at that age and also understand the message? Or would they be hypnotized by the dancing and the glamour and the likes that these girls are getting and think that this is cool, I kind of want to do it? Because I don't think that the movie did the best job teaching the lesson at the end. No. So I'm curious what your all's thoughts are on if an 11-year-old watches it, what they'll think. But I don't think anyone should know their kid watches. No. Yeah, I don't think anyone should have that. I think this yeah. was meant for adults to look at their own parenting skills and say, yeah. I, I hope so. You know? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. But I'm, I was just curious. I was like, is this something that the person making the movie felt like, oh, it'll be a great thing for parents to watch with their children to teach them this is not how you should behave. But I was like, those kids will see those moves that we were talking about earlier and be like, that's so cool. I want to do that. Going back to that, what we said, what I said at the beginning about playing devil's advocate on those ter- no, just those shots that are very uncomfortable to watch. I think that is the point is that she, the director knows adults and possibly parents are going to watch this and they're going to see those scenes and be very, so uncomfortable that they will try to make sure that their own daughters do not 
do this, are not exposed to this, or do not think it's appropriate. Um, because like Takia said, I mean, a lot of parents, I wouldn't say a lot of parents don't care. I think, I think the world is just full of too much right now. There's content overload. We're just, there's a million things going on. Most households are not, yeah, I think most households have two working parents. So they're not, you know, they're not around in the day and then they're dead tired at night. Uh, if they're anything like me, dead tired after 530. Uh, and so there's just like not enough energy to like follow up on this stuff, even though they kind of need to. Yeah. But, but I was going to ask, like, what do you guys think that it's possible to, to really cover this without being overly, you know, overly censoring your kid? Because, I mean, I think we've talked before a few of us about if I had kids, they wouldn't have cell phones until maybe at least 16. And only because maybe they're starting to drive or go out on their own. And I want them to have, you know, be able to, you know, to communicate or, or to call for help. But before that, I'm like, there's just too much. They would have too much access to stuff that they just don't need to see. They don't need to know about. Well, I think that's, that's what I was saying with, with the parents. I think some of them, like, not that not all of them don't care, but some of them are just kind of naive to it or, or, or think that, oh, this is okay. My, my, I trust my child. They're not doing what I think they're doing. It's, it's. It's all across the board of why, you know, some parents do. naive too. Like, I mean, yeah. like, like I was, like I said earlier, I barely know what TikTok is and I don't know what goes on on TikTok. Yeah. So if I were a parent and my kid was on TikTok, I might not think twice about it, but maybe if I spent more time on it, I would say, okay, I don't like a lot of this. Yeah. <laughs> maybe Shelly, I don't what, want Shelly, what were you going to say? I was just going to say that the problem is, um, that it's not just cell phones. I mean, it's like anything that connects to oh, the internet. Yeah, you don't you're right. You have yeah. to get to talk on the phones. And um, but how do they connect at school? I'm curious because back in you know my high school, internet was new, so there weren't any blocks. But are, are there good blocks at your schools that okay, you work well, at? At my school, yes. For but we're younger, and I will say that in the high school, my brother's kids just started high school last week, and I'm shocked that they don't even make them put their phones away. Like they can have their phone out. Their teacher said even they'll use them to like if they finish their work or they'll even use them as part of like the lessons. So that would be a whole yeah, thing. Like, oh, we're just gonna use your phones for this one, which also, um, what if someone can't afford a phone? Like not every yeah. person can. Hello, so yeah. Upsetting. Well, to the whole point of like Eric was saying, you know, maybe at the age of 16, give your kid a phone. So what if in ninth grade, like the parents are like, no, we don't want our child to have a phone, even if they could afford yeah. it. It's like, that's fine. We don't want to give them that. Or, and then if fine. they're like, oh, but it's for educational purposes, they're going to get used to having a phone and, you know, be very upset with you. And yeah, I just want to say something kind of funny. What, what Shelly just said about like, what if a kid can't afford to have a phone or a nice phone? Uh, but it's expected for class. It reminds me of, and this really makes me feel old, but when I was at, like freshman in high school, we had to get like the T TI eighty three or whatever it was, like the fancy calculator, okay. and it was like eighty bucks. And I remember <laughs> when they said that for the class, they were like, "You need this to do the class." I had I was like I I was worried the whole afternoon. I was like, I have to go back and tell my parents I need them to buy me this thing. It's we were poor, and I'm like, this is insanely expensive. It's just a damn calculator. Why do I need this? And it made me feel really bad. I mean, I, we mm. had to get one, and we did, but. That was ridiculous, you know? Yeah. And, and that was just 80 bucks. And phones are like crazy expensive now. Oh, yeah. This is, yeah. Uh, I mean, hopefully you have a family plan where you, I don't know, like 
like Fahad's T-Mobile family plan where you can get a phone that's you just like subsidize monthly. But I mean, still a monthly cost Expensive. for a family yeah. for, yeah. for even a smaller smartphone. It's just, it can be too much for people. But you just, then also you have to be, as a parent, aware of you need to lock down these phones. Because, you know, if you just get your kid a phone and not realize like what you're giving them access to, that's also oh, hard, they- right? Like, like there are things you can do, like T-Mobile, I think, has a service where you say this is for a child and they lock it down. So like the child can only call your phone number, can only text you and, you know, can only use certain apps on there, but not all the apps. That yeah. would be- you can um, do that on most. I mean, I'm sure you all know that on most anything. Like, yeah, that's good. And they should do that. This is for the two teachers in the room, but I think what we've just discussed uh, is just further proof that the public education system needs a lot more money devoted to it. Because honestly, the schools, if they expect kids to do something like that on a fancy calculator or even a smartphone or internet access, the school should provide those devices at the school only, you know, locked down and say, here you go, you have access to this device to do this work. Kid gets a lap or a Chromebook, or um, in Chesterfield, they get everybody gets a Chromebook. So let's move on to the next portion of our night, which is recast. (laughs) So we're going on to recast now, where we each go through um, the move, talk about the movie, and talk about specific characters that we would recast with another actor or actress. Uh, it does not mean that the actor or actress in the current movie did a bad job or anything like that. This is just a fun way to say, hey, if this actor or actress played that character, it would be a fun take on it or a different take, or maybe they looked alike, or if it was made in the 80s or 70s or made in the future, I don't know. Um, yeah. The future. actress star in the future, but hey. Uh, so yeah. Well, so- when McKenna Grace grows up, she should play everyone. There you go. Every adult woman. <laughs> so we'll go ahead and I'll just go in the order I see everybody in this version. So Eric, you are first. Yay! So let me first confess that I was convinced that this was a documentary. Oh, wow! <laughs> so, so when I got it on Prime and I read the synopsis, I was like, that doesn't sound like the synopsis for a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, I don't know. I was kind of excited to watch a documentary, but, uh, but it was... <laughs> It's fine. So, so that's why when I when I said, "Oh, when we do recast, it's going to be weird," because can you imagine recasting for real life? <laughs> but anyway, so it, it is weird though to recast. I mean, yeah, it's still is weird, weird to recast this, right? Yeah. yeah. So I um, uh, I think the main option I'm going to go with is uh, so of the of the four girls, the blonde one named Jess. I was going to recast with Jojo Siwa. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I think, uh, I think she's got the right attitude and the spunky behavior and, uh, (laughs) and she's a professional dancer. So there you go. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. I guess that could be the American version. (laughs) I did not like that character at all. The blonde girl. Yeah. She was a blonde girl. The only one I liked was the one that you were saying, but I kept thinking that she looked like Alexand- Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Oh. <laughs> oh, a little bit, yeah. Angelica, uh, yeah, she kind of yeah. a vibe, a facial vibe. Yeah. I also and wondered that- while she was dancing, I'm like, should she really be wearing glasses? Because 
they could like hit her in the head or fall off and get crushed. Yeah. How do you put spirit glue under the nose guard and it sticks? Oh, there you go. It's a dancer's <laughs> trick. I mean, I'm making that up, but it's probably a dancer's trick. <laughs> cool. So we have Jojo Siwa in the American <laughs> version of this movie. Takia, who is your recast? So I thought of, I was thinking of an American version of this movie too. And the white girls, I was going to recast as well, because I guess I have more actresses to recast her with <laughs> on Chloe Grace Moretz as, as Jess. I don't know why I said white girls, but it's been Jess. <laughs> um, and then they were all, I liked that. They were all, it was all multicultural, actually. That's why I liked, I liked about it too, as well. But um, yeah, I would play Miss Moretz. She's got a nice little flair, and she's been in a lot of different um, acting roles and stuff like that. So I think she could pull okay. that off. So we have Jojo Siwa going against Chloe, Chloe Grace Moretz for the role of yeah. the blonde girl. <laughs> I said white. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm offended. Ruth, you're next. I was just thinking, I don't know necessarily who I would technically cast it as, but I just thought with like, because of um, Miley Cyrus's character, like um, Hannah Montana, how she would go from one extreme to another kind of thing, I guess. <laughs> So like, you would cast Hannah Montana in this movie or Miley Cyrus? <laughs> I guess I was like one having one complete extreme to the other extreme. Oh, I see. For Amy? So you're recasting Amy with Miley Cyrus? Yeah. That's oh, called whitewashing, right? Yeah. Where does she immigrate <laughs> from? <laughs> UK? America. She came from America to France. But yeah. but she had culture shock? <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She got to Francis. She's like, "Why are there so many dicks in movies? <laughs> Why is it okay to show these things on television?" <laughs> okay, so we have JoJo Siwa, we have Chloe Grace Moretz, and Miley Cyrus in this movie now. Shelley, I recast every single one of those little girls with an age pro with an uh, over eighteen year old. <laughs> but also, I thought that the blonde girl kind of looked like uh, Kirsten Dunst, so I could. Oh. And she was in um, the cheerleading movie where she had to do all the moves. So oh, yeah. a young yeah. Kirsten Dunst does, what's her name, Jess? So like Interview with a Vampire Jess? Or Interview with a Vampire uh, Oh, good grief. Kirsten she was Dunst. like eight in that, right? Maybe a little older. Oh. She, she had to kiss Tom Cruise or something? I need to rewatch that. I think she had to kiss Brad Pitt, right? Brad Pitt. Yeah, Brad well, Pitt. That, was off, that was inappropriate. A little girl kissing a grown man well, like that. All child actors should be outlawed. It seems like no, but none of them are. Yeah, so this movie is getting stacked with JoJo Siwa, Chloe Grace Moretz, Miley Cyrus, and Kirsten Dunst. Um, so now I'm going to bring the movie. (laughs) That is true. That's terrible. I did not cast anybody white for my recast. Thank you very much. My recast is going to bring this movie into Oscar territory. I am recasting the mother in the American version of this movie with Jennifer Hudson. Okay. Okay. Because at times when I saw her, I was like, she kind of looks like J-Hud. And I was like, oh, J-Hud could really bring in, really make you feel for what she's going through in an Oscar-worthy performance kind of a way. So... Robert J. Hud is apparently going to be a white girl. <laughs> Thank yes, you. and so J. Hud is going to be 
playing Miley Cyrus's mom, apparently, in this American <laughs> version of the movie. It sounds oh, like we're turning about, it into a, it sounds like we're turning it into a musical, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I also thought about Octavia Spencer. She would be good in the I thought world. about that. Well, of- Octavia Spencer would be Auntie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Give her a little bit of that ma kind of creepiness and she'll uh, be auntie. Okay, okay, I can see that. Or yeah. Viola Davis could be auntie. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Either one of Viola Davis would whip her into shape, you know? Just, they're just not old enough. We need, uh... True. Who are our vanguard? You can't say Angela Bassett because she looks younger than all of them. Exactly. I, I'm trying to, like, who's our older looking... Right. This African means Tyson. American. I think she died, though, already. Whoopi Goldberg. Cicely Tyson. Uh, yeah, Whoopi, Gold- Whoopi Goldberg could do it. Like Whoopi Goldberg would be auntie. If you've seen Color Purple, Whoopi Goldberg can handle shit. So yeah, so Whoopi Goldberg's auntie. Jennifer Hudson is the mom. Miley Cyrus is the daughter, and Kirsten Dunst, Chloe Grace Moretz, and JoJo Siwa take turns playing Jess. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, apparently, this movie is going to turn into the life of Jess, where it starts off as JoJo Siwa. And then in college, we meet her as Chloe Grace Moretz. And as an adult, she becomes Kirsten Dunst. There you go. So we've completely turned around this movie, and it's all about Jess. <laughs> Those were the recasts. <laughs> um, so with that, we are going to go ahead to our ratings. All right. Let me bring up the calculator. Yes, sir. So everybody, you know how this goes. Open up the chat. Type in your rating, zero to five. You can do quarters. But don't hit send. Just put your physical hand thumbs up when you're ready to do it. Mine says return. <laughs> Whatever it is to send it on into the chat. Um, I'm thinking. Oh, I'm thinking too. I'm having a hard time. Didn't come prepared, huh? Didn't do your homework. No, I thought of it. <laughs> I, but talking more about it can also influence how you see the movie, you know? No, I agree. I, I think I upped mine a little bit because of, of the discussion. Mm. Ruth, are you ready? Yep. Yeah, okay. Sorry, I forgot ready. about that. <laughs> ready, 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 ready to run. Ooh, 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 ooh. It's coming. Okay. Bahad, we matched these we again. I think, I think last week. Yes, last week we did as well. Shelly, you get to read to me. Okay, 3.25, 2.75, 4.5, 3.25, and 2.5. Cool, so we're at a 3.25 for this, so great job. Which is what and I voted, so I guess we called it. <laughs> oh, we forgot about the scene where they had the panties and bras and stuff on, and oh, this only, oh. and she got- That was kind of fun. Cold. I want that shopping trip. <laughs> Oh, this scene in the poster. I was like, where did you remember that from? Oh, yeah. I didn't realize. It's so weird. She had her little brother picking up the pieces. I'm like, why are you throwing it on the street in the first yeah. place? That was when a litter bug. She kept the old underwear on. They told her she was holding Oh, that's right. Yeah. I always have a lot to say on this, but we got to move on. So this is yeah, just I'm idea. social media, young kids. It's always interesting to me. So. Well, we can always talk about it more at dinner on Saturday. <laughs> if, you, if you want yeah whatever yeah. we can ask all of our friends how they feel about child pornography <laughs> oh, perfect <laughs> yeah ask for Michelle because she's a teacher oh, so, many so parts this is the poster that was controversial no the, the first one where they're in a dance no outfit. they're no oh. not this one. they're in they're, their little outfits. 
dance out this. Yeah. Okay, so with that, we've successfully discussed this movie. So great job, everybody. So now we're going to turn it over to Ruth to introduce to us the thought process into what movie you picked and what movie you picked. So I picked a Netflix movie. It was um, it's a Netflix original one I haven't seen. Um, so I thought this time I would pick one I haven't seen. So if it's not good, it's not my fault. Um, <laughs> uh, this one is an LGBTQ movie called The Half of It. Um, I picked it kind of just because, especially with like adolescents like that, and you're still kind of figuring out who you are. And this guy, uh, well, no, this one girl, the main person, she's is real smart, but kind of an introvert. And she writes a bunch of papers for kids and makes money off it. But uh, this one kid, he's a jock, but he's really nice. Um, he comes to her for help to kind of try to write letters to this girl that he likes or, I don't know, likes or is in love with. And she kind of interacts with her later on. And she ends up falling in love with her, too. So it's kind of a love triangle in a sense. You see Eric dancing? Yeah, he's putting on a show for you. And now here comes Shelly. This move, this, <laughs> this move was in the movie. I remember it. They went. This is all kind of crazy move. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost in here. Go, Eric. Go, Eric. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> 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 I don't have any ones with me. Don't encourage it. <laughs> don't don't encourage any of this behavior in the movies or this. Don't encourage it. Uh-huh, this is what it looks like downstairs all the time. You just don't know. It's constant. Hi, Shelly. Hi, Shelly. <laughs> We all have uh, witnessed Eric's uh, outfit for this movie. Yeah, I think I won. Yeah, you're the only one who dressed up for this. Do I win? <laughs> no. <laughs> you are the weakest link. But I'm the only one at this pageant. You learning twerking moves? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I pulled I out. I think you probably learned a lot from this movie. I know. <laughs> Uh, do you have another ghost in your house <laughs> another are you making a pale joke <laughs> i am not a ghost he is on the I'm moon ready. i feel like i'm watching blair witch Takia, what you doing girl she, okay, just... she's making us feel like we're watching blair witch <laughs> and now she's gone and now she disappears something happened to Takia. And as soon as she disappeared, the lights went out in Shelly's room. <laughs> yeah. it's like and now she's actually blur witching us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Say, I'm so scared. Shelly and Tia coordinated trying to freak us all out. Ooh. Yeah. So before Eric goes too far and provocative with his dancing, uh, good night, everybody. Night, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.